Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Wake up in the morning feeling like Waterman is extremely well. She's very slippery. You don't own me. Okay, now the tough question. Is this a try? Yes or no? Just because I'm a woman. Tryhards, we back. We back, kids. Wow, we're too old to talk like that. <laughs> I was just gonna say, <laughs> as it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, "You're 33." Yeah, I'm gonna take my glasses off because the the screen is reflecting into them, and I can't see you very well, my beautiful friend. And um, and I want to see you because I miss you. It's been some time since we. Uh, spent time together i know um do you miss me how are you doing do you know what like sound was really funny when we were away so we've obviously for those who missed last week's podcast nolly and i were in seville at the sevens on the weekend and i said something to lucy who is the production coordinator about it being strange that you and i weren't sharing a room and i could tell then that lucy wasn't quite sure what our relationship was for the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> and I could see her trying to kind of canvas it very gently without asking anyone directly. And it probably didn't help that I kept referring to you as my wife. I was like, is anyone seen my wife? And Lucy was definitely very concerned by this. So not concerned, I don't mean concerned, confused. Um, she did then realize that oh. I just meant that we normally share a room when we go away. And can I just say she definitely was concerned because how could someone like me be married to you? A lot, of people, a lot of people are absolutely punching in relationships, Nolly. You wouldn't be the first. Um, before we start, um, I'm sure many a story from Sevens over the weekend, because there was many. Oh, um, so many. Um, we're in a bloody Six Nations week, mate. It only means one thing, that my stress and tension levels are just above their normal levels I've bought a whiteboard into the flat which um just obviously you know it's exciting the Six Nations is here there'll be a lot of work for both of us for different broadcasters and and different medium and and, and it's a fun time but it's match pint time and (laughs) the pressure of the app I think what's difficult for me and I can, I would relate this most directly probably to Warren Gatlin's tenure with Wales. When you enjoy success, it becomes an expectation. 
not necessarily for yourself, but from others around you. And I have done very well previously in, in the Legends League, in the Tryhards League. And it just, it is a weight on my shoulders that I, with great power comes great responsibility, as they say. Um, so I'm going to contextualise this for people that are new to the Tryhards podcast. We've had some, a whole wrath of new listeners um, join our world. A whole what? A whole Group of people that are now Not wrath. Oh yeah. What did I say? Wrath. Wrath. It's yeah. wrath. I'm really tired, mate. Long day travelling yesterday. Um, please don't pick on my... Sorry. Sorry. Wrath is negativity. Um, I've spoken all day, every day for the last four days. So... Um, um, what I've spoken at during travel day by you but anyway um so the, there was a whole raft of um new that sounds better actually um <laughs> of new listeners but anyway match point is an app it's yellow with a black mp and basically on there there's a guinness pipe predictor um and in simple terms you just guess the points difference between each of the teams that play. margins Oh, winning margins. Okay. Winning margins. Wow. How much do you want to explain this instead of me? I'm going to keep going just to annoy you. Go for um, it. Go for and it. it's really simple. It's so simple. And it's complete fluke because LJ has done it. She's also managed to convince them that she is a legend and she has appeared on the Guinness Legends League. Um, if you do well, which she has managed to do because she's an absolute nose, you get free pints, you get to give pints to your mates. Um, and that's it really and it's free to do and we've got a tryhards league pin code is tryhards it's on our socials um and if you forget to do games when you're at the game commentating on them you don't win points um like i've experienced you are doing the garibaldi cup this weekend so the big thing for match point for me is i love the fact that it means that for, for me, a lot of the time, I will concentrate on the Wales game because that's the game I'm working on. And it's hard to then remember what the other fixtures are. Match point, if for nothing else, guys, gives you the context of what games are this weekend. Wales are playing Ireland. The Calcutta Cup is being played at Murrayfield. And the Garibaldi Cup is the game that Nolly is covering. It's France, Italy in Paris. Is it in Paris? Um, it, it is. Um, I won't be... I will be commentating on the game <laughs> the game so the fixtures those are the fixtures this weekend it means that you remember what the fixtures are as Nolly said it's really easy you download the app you can join any league and you can join many leagues the our league is the tryhards league there will be prizes for those that top the league at the end um but as well as that you can take pride in beating us with score predictions if you get an exact score prediction so as we said it's winning margin so you will say for instance scotland by five if that is the correct winning margin and you get it on the nose uh you win massive points in the game if you win if you get within seven points of a score you win a pint to gift to a friend if you are in within three points of a correct score you win a pint for yourself it is completely free to play. It is the best app ever. I even your mum, even your mum does it, doesn't she? Oh yeah, everyone does it. I think it's interesting because it's one of those things where everyone I, does um, it. Everyone Not does everyone it. does it. They don't because we're actually explaining it, and unless we're just reminding people because they do yeah. it. 
Yeah. And actually, mate, we we have 2.3 million listeners to this podcast and we have about 100 and something people on our league. So not everyone is playing it. So get involved, guys. (laughs) We want to see you there. Um, What are you calling? Calcutta Cup, what are you calling? uh, At Murrayfield. I'm going Scotland. Mm. it's a big difference but, going up but i am i'm ex- i'm calling scotland i actually don't care who wins this because i think this is my kind of jouet jouet rugby game finn russell marcus smith that is the kind of rugby i want to watch so rugby yeah. is the winner rugby's the winner danielle um you know what i think it's gonna actually be really hard for scotland to prep for england because of the potential variation in who eddie could pick and i think from that point of view it makes it super exciting i think if owen farrell um had been fit it, he provides a really specific type of game and you know what he's going to bring without him in the fold it, it, it instantly changes focus onto other people and how they want to shift now I suppose that makes it difficult for England because it's going to be relatively new style. It's going to be, they're going to have to work out and settle into things really quickly um, or as quickly as they can. But a big part of international rugby is around analysis and knowing your position. And when teams say we're going to focus on ourselves, yes, that's what the coaches say to the players to do, but they also the coaches come up and the leadership group will probably come up with a game plan that is to play that team. So actually, although they're focusing on themselves, they're focusing on the game plan they've structured around a team that they know. So um, I think from that point of view, it'd be hard for, for Scotland. I think one, one thing that we've seen over the last couple of years with the Scottish is honestly some of the most incredible, A, treble amazing rugby, Stuart Hogg moving to Exeter was just absolutely awesome for him. Um, and when he's been fit, he has been instrumental to how they play. Obviously, same with Finn. Um, but one thing that we haven't seen from Scotland is consistency in a game. So to hold that 80 minutes um, or consistency across 80 minutes. So it might like across the game through tournaments or through series. So I'm really intrigued because I think a win at home against England will be huge um, for the start of the championships for them. Um, but I think the unpredictability and the the new faces potentially we're going to see in England are going to make them a really exciting team. And if it comes off and they manage to get some of the basics right early on, um, at the same time as still having that traditional heartbeat of an English pack in terms of their set piece and that type of thing, um, I think we are in for an exciting game of rugger. I think it'll be a massive scoring game. I think there will be, I reckon it, it could be very close. But I reckon I it'd be, there'll be 1,043 and 920. That's what I reckon. So we're looking at 100 odd points different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good maths, quick maths. I One thing I will say about this, and I mean this with all due respect to South Africa and everything that they continue to achieve in world rugby, but this game is the antidote to the way that South Africa play rugby for me. This is the kind of game I want to watch. I'm buzzing for it. Uh, Island Wales, what are you going? Um, I think on the back of the, the Autumn Internationals, having been over at the Aviva, seeing how that crowd lift that team, 
they didn't have the crowd last Six Nations. And let's be honest, Wales going over there, um, it's a pretty tasty fixture for them to start off. I think the, the brand of rugby that they play, I think it's going to be hard for Wales to live with them because they're not only like huge physical men, but the speed of ball that they create, um, you know, as good as Wales defence is at times, I just don't think they'll be able to live with it because it is wave after wave after wave. And, you know, last weekend when he commentated on Johnny Sexton playing for Leinster against Bath, he was class. And I think he's showing different levels to his game. He's just continually, you know, brilliant. So, yeah, I think it's going to be hard for them. I agree. I'm, I'm still, I remain quite surprised by Dan Bigger receiving the captaincy I think it's a difficult one for Wayne Pivak in terms of where he is in this World Cup cycle and and players that are nailed on to start and and ones that are perhaps a a bit younger and things like that Dan Bigger is your starting 10 guaranteed to start you giving the captaincy I did some work with officials in the tail end of last year on games I am very surprised he's got the captaincy because of the issues that he has and has had with referees, especially <laughs> at that level. And I, I wonder if this will backfire for Wales. That it is a, a concern for me. Um, you know, I at home you you can hear the ref mic in, in commentary. I could I will often do games where that's the only thing I can hear, and he is unlike any other player in the way. That <laughs> <laughs> and and is unlike any other player in the way he he constantly gets warned by referees. So that does concern me for the championship. And I mean, um, that with all due respect to Dan Bigger, who is a great player, but sheesh. Yeah, I mean, I think it was brilliant um, during the Guinness launch, um, the interview that when Nick was chatting with the captains, and I, and Johnny Sexton alluded to the fact that him and Dan were going to be having a quiet Six Nations. I just think both of them are chopsy as hell. You know what? I I actually don't think, I don't think we'll see the same from Dan. I think he's a very bright man. Actually, who he is as a person is very different to who he is as a player. And, and, and I think that competitiveness, he knows he's going to have to rein it in. And potentially, I think it could be a really good, move from Wayne Pivak in terms of getting even more from Dan because it will take away from it potentially he he can't do what he does as that like in terms of being captain so therefore his focus is going to be on like driving the team around the field like not expressing that massive emotion and that frustration but actually staying really clinical and kind of that slightly um you know assassin type of vibe you know that you can't you gotta you gotta breathe in and hold your breath right you can't just get frustrated so I think I think it's gonna be I think it'll be I think it'll be really good in your career who who did you play with who was the most problematic with referees who was the snippiest person with referees in your career I mean I like to enjoy a conversation with them when I play (laughs) um I think Poppy Cleal, you know, still loves to argue um, and challenge the ref um, and point out certain laws that um, they potentially don't know um, that she does. Um, what was George's? Yeah, I think there's, like? been George some funny, there's, there's some quite funny ones actually. So 
Karen Andrews, all we knew is when she played fly half for England and she'd always have like quite a laugh with the referees and like early on in women's rugby when the referees, I don't know, weren't, it's probably like years ago, isn't it? When like refs were like far more serious and they weren't allowed to have fun and it, you know, and she'd like say at the start of the game or start at like start of the second half, be like, oh, how long ref, long left, how long left ref? And then, <laughs> which I just think is really funny. <laughs> that is great chat. That is great chat. Um, and the rest just wouldn't know what to say. So, yeah, she that she is, was that is good my fun. kind of chat. That is absolutely <laughs> superb. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. I I really hope that anyone who's playing this weekend who listens to this pod does that at the start of the second half in their game. <laughs> right, last game of the weekend, France, Italy. Uh, it's going to be a battering, isn't it? Um, I th- yes, I think. But saying that, um, Italy, I think, take a whole load of stick for the results that they get. But actually, quite often, the results aren't reflective of how they've played. Yeah. Where, if they got a point every time they got into the opposition 22, then they'd nearly win games <laughs> because they get into the 22 so much and they play some wonderful rugby but it's just seeing it through and getting over the line and I think where they will probably be able to get into France is around disrupting them you know um I think we'll probably see quite a lot like shooting defense you know trying to stop them and the momentum I think France you know they're in a wonderful place and they play an amazing style of rugby that said they leak tries and yeah. they make defensive errors um, because they're still a young side that, you know, and, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think I don't... as well. They, they, that I think is why everyone is loving France at the moment because they are great when they're good, but they are also still France. <laughs> they, they have found at last what we've been waiting for for the past kind of 10 years of, of France not feeling like, the superpower they should have done and now they are back playing jouer jouer flair rugby and then every now and again you're like why have you done that that's what we love you know it's, it's going to be interesting the selection as well so um with Entomac and jally bear um the, the 10 shirt the i think it was a french or maybe it was dupont put out um some pictures and there was one of anton dupont and roman Entomac doing some analysis together I always love stuff like that. It's like, ooh, is that because that's the nine ten combo? Um, but it's scary. Or... They've got two such quality tens, but then you've also got, you know, Dupont's player of the year. But Saran is just insanely good as well. And the fact that those, you know, that backup nine and ten could arguably walk into most of these other Six Nations sides. They're that good. That's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, also, can't be annoying. All, all of the oh. oh. That was really disturbing. Um, I also really annoying as players, though, like being around. You know, I, I think of the players that sat behind people in different teams in the women's game, and and actually in any other game or any other team, they would they'd walk in. Yeah. You know, I think I think when I look at England in the back row, I think we we're always really blessed with amazing sevens coming through the system so you, you know you had Maggie and then you had someone like Jane Leonard this like crazy mad 
for athlete seven like Nali as Hannah Gallagher as well you know like two really excellent sevens Heather Fisher ended yeah. up playing six because Max was at seven. like so so like when some one person holds that shirt you start to see the quality of people being left out or yeah. not quite that's where you really see how good that person is because they're still not getting pushed out um well you, so, you look yeah. at me and Kira Bevan for Wales at the moment you know, I, Kira plays well in, in the Allianz Premiership and is keeping me out of that side. So it's, you know, it's not dissimilar. It's not dissimilar. I mean, you have moved from 10 into nine now. Is that because you're hoping for a nine spot in this testimonial game? It's because I've lost some weight and I just don't feel defensively at 10. The target that I was, I just don't feel comfortable in my shirt anymore. And just the okay. speed of my pass, you know. And also you haven't got, two big melons help stopping you bend over to pass the ball <laughs> um speaking of one world-class rugby player um throwing it to another you're off to rocky's testimonial dinner tomorrow evening are you not yeah buddy yeah um, buddy. and this i keep getting messages from various people being like are you at the dinner tomorrow and i'm like oh god this is going to be too much fun for my little system that normally lives in the highlands and doesn't do it <laughs> Oh, um oh. yeah i can't wait it's gonna be really fun to tell stories about rocky um i'm <laughs> gonna be up on stage uh, with tamara and i think george rosario george gulliver oh, wow. um which could get a little bit lethal so yeah I, it's I gonna be brilliant i think i've seen the videos of what rocky's 40th was like with some of you so this is batten down the hatches guys it's gonna be yeah interesting we've got a lot We've got lots of things to celebrate. I mean, she played for, for like, I think it was 53 years. So yeah. we need to... <laughs> and a half. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Tomorrow evening, I will be at Chinner Rugby Club in the Chilterns. Uh, Chinner are hosting RAF Rugby tomorrow evening. The Inter-Services mm. Cup starts next month, I think. Um, but we are streaming the game on, I can't believe I'm saying this, on the Egg Chasers uh youtube channel so a rival podcast to ourselves um so me and tim cocker will be hosting that match live on youtube and uh you can get down there guys i'm pretty sure it's probably like a quid or something for entry if you want to come down and watch the game or you can watch it on the youtube stream so it'd be great if you could join us it's a really interesting um production it started off as something quite small and now some of the best cameramen who work in rugby in the uk are going to be on the match so it's going to be it's it's really a case of bringing a gun to a knife fight, if I'm honest. Um, Rousey, Steve Rouse, TV Bull, who you will recognise as the man who wears two different colour socks uh, on Premiership Games on BT. He is there. So I'm buzzing for it. I can't wait. So if you guys are in the area, if you live in Oxford and that kind of vicinity, you're welcome to come down and join us on the night. Um, otherwise, tune in from seven o'clock on the rugby podcast, the Egg Chasers rugby podcast YouTube channel. Oh, well, sorry, I'm missing out. But um, can I watch it back? Probably. If not, I'll get you a DVD copy. Oh, thanks. VHS. Don't have a DVD. Um. Should we talk tell you about what talking about vhs streety yeah. text me the other day <laughs> a photograph of a v, 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 vhs um that flip his wife found um she was obviously doing a rummage around trying to find things and 2004 
European tour to Limoges was my first ever European Sevens experience. Um, it's on VHS. It's the tournament where the blow-up posts uh, were oh. used. Um, I bloody can't wait for that. That is going to be some unbelievable viewing. Um, thinking about the players that were at that tournament, hairstyles, body shapes. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be in for a treat. <laughs> so that would have been a that would have been a rugby Europe fear event, would it not? Um, yeah, it was. So it's the first time England went over to a Europeans, as far as I'm aware. Um, Who were we had a, what teams were there? Uh, so France were there. We were there as a 19s and under team. Um, and actually, and so were France and then Portugal, Italy. Um, can't remember. Or lots of other European teams. Um, and yeah, Vera decided that they didn't think that women could pass the ball. We don't think the women can pass the ball. Um, so because they couldn't pass the ball and we should not play on a full-size field, um, we turned up to the tournament and there's black posts. Um, what, so like, just to put this into context, is it like, you know, when kids run on at half time to play like the tag <laughs> games, is that what it looked like? Well, so I, so I was talking to Doug Langley and for those who don't know Doug, Doug Langley, he runs the HSBC World Director for World yeah. Rugby for the World Seven Series. Okay, that's his official title. I've known Doug for a long, 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 long time. And because he used to coach Denmark ladies and he, we had so many funny laughs about these tournaments. So he was telling me at the weekend that the year before England came was a European tournament with men's and women's together. And it wasn't the blow up posts that year because they were like, we, yeah. Um, it, so the men would play. And then as soon as the men would play, four women's teams came on because they played half a pitch. No, with ways no, no. international tournament because the no. women could not pass the ball so um the year before so the year i gained my first international cap in the six nations um 2003 that was Vera's tournament when england arrived we had blow up posts um fast forward 18 years and i'm at um HSBC World Series in Sevilla, <laughs> compensating it's live. amazing. On. Like, I, you know, I just realised, I mean, I know what year you won your first cap, but I hadn't sat my GCSEs when you got your first England cap. That's quite funny. Um, you know, we joke about, like, how long ago that was. 2004 is not that long ago. Like, when you think about how far women's rugby has come, it's unreal. It's absolutely yeah, so, unreal. Well, like... 12 years and we were playing in front of millions around the world at an Olympic Games and and actually just a bit of a shout out to Doug to be fair because so he would coach Denmark and um, they, there was the like top tournament top tier which was championship or tier one then you had the middle tier or tier two or whatever and then you had bottom tier so the actual bottom tiering tier. was called bottom tier and he wrote to them and said I can't go to my government my sport government to ask for funding to fund us into the bottom tier that's so bad can I also oh, just say yeah. I got Doug's Doug's job title is series director I've just basically had like a pang of Dee's gonna listen to this and then she's gonna play this to Doug Doug is the series director of the World Rugby World yeah, Seven series um 
yeah so he so he um he actually said look you you can't call a, a league a, a, a bottom tier league like that's not okay anyway it was all used to be run by a player from back in the day I'm sure you will know because you're an absolute noise a guy called Pierre Vilpra who is known for one of Big the yeah the see I knew you would the longest drop goal in history of rugby I think um and so when he left his role Doug took on that that role and actually he was so passionate about the women's game having coached it we were chatting about you know he put together the fear of tournament to the point where all of the top six nations were playing in it um it actually excelled and exceeded where the men were at really early on through the early 2000 like you know first kind of decade in the 2000s and um and then you think to where the game is now and where it got to in the olympic games um yeah i mean he and what he's doing in the game now, like actually we were laughing about everything and laughing about Limoges and all the tournaments we went to. But like you say, 2004 isn't that long ago. And yet we're looking at a fully professional sevens league that is, glo you know, globalised the game. And, and yes, we've got lots of challenges and, you know, lots of things that need to be improved and et cetera, et cetera. But it's pretty cool. Yeah, like, cool. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Speaking of progress, I can't believe we've got to this point in the podcast, or in fact, at this point in the day for you, Danielle Sean, after the way I've heard you rave about them this weekend. Poland women were the invitational team, one of two invitational teams uh, this weekend, just gone on the World 7 Series and my word did they impress as a side they were fantastic mate they're amazing their style of play their offloading their handling their physicality yes Drushin, their captain she is the first player to ever top the dhl impact player award as an invitation as an invitational team like that is top tackler top carries top offloads top try scorer like Charlotte Catholic has every single like award going at the moment. She's the top of the series. Yes, Drushin, she like 
Charlotte County, nowhere close to her. Like Blew it's away. unbelievable. Um, and there's a really cool video which I'm going to repost or have reposted about it and just showing her skills. I just think for a team that don't participate on the top level, the way that they played and took it on the top teams was unbelievable. And it wasn't it on day first game of the day one for them was Ireland. Last play of the game, Ireland won it. Like it wasn't yeah. like they were pushing teams and pushing teams. Obviously, the week before got the um, got that like unbelievable win uh, against Canada, which we spoke about last week. But um, yeah, I couldn't believe it. And uh, well, something's realized- even better. You've got a couple of followers from them, haven't you? Haven't shared a plane. I did. Uh, so they were Nolly and I came back via Lisbon. Uh, that was fun. And I had two cheeseburgers at seven o'clock in the morning, but we won't talk about that. Um, they were on our flight. And when we were on the little shuttle bus to the plane doors, uh, they realized Nolly was on the bus with them. Obviously, we had masks on and they realized it was Nolly because they heard her talking and got very excited, but not as excited as Nolly did that she could then tell them that she loved their style of play and how amazing they were. <laughs> I was like, this is so awkward. Like it was the most like, and then she was sat with them on the flight and I fully expected to get off and her be wearing like a Poland fleece or something, having agreed to join the coaching setup. She was, she was gushy. You were gushy. Uh, mate. You were, you were only excited about that. You were only excited about that. Or you were only hoping about that because their stash is lush because it's Nike. Very, That's the only very reason. Good stash. Very um, good can I just say, there was someone else that I was pretty proud to do from the weekend that I haven't spoken about, which I thought you were going to bring up. Oh, well, I was going to, but you've now beaten me to it. Um, I honestly thought we were gonna have tears on uh so nolly and i get to seville we're like in the hotel she's like rodders has texted me i was like all right okay and then she's like oh my god he's up he's asked me to do the shirt presentation for the girls and i was like we're gonna have waterworks here um turns out uh the girls are bigger melts than you because there were repeated videos of people on instagram having a little wep about getting their jersey from the old girl how uh, it wasn't was it for you it was they weren't crying because of me they were crying because they were just it was proud you know like they're incredibly proud to do it i think i genuinely can like i was a little bit speechless when what has asked me and it's part of something that abby's looking to do in terms of as captain trying to integrate back with the history of England sevens and and getting to the girls to understand where it's been and where the team has and I think over years the sevens has been sitting a little bit in silo from England rugby whereas for years obviously the the connection was actually easy because it was the same players playing for both teams um so yeah they Rodders just wanted me to chat about the history of the game and and like I suppose what it meant to me to play in a an England shirt. Um, I actually I tried not to talk about my relationship with the four of them that were at Hartbury, and I think if I had, I would have definitely were a million percent cried. Um, you know, given that I remember all four of them starting, so Abby Brown, Tatiana Hurd, Kelly Smith um uh meg jones meg jones yes <laughs> <laughs> she was the last one of that crew to join um and yeah and i and i think 
when I spoke, you know, Ron has talked about, you know, what was it, it for him? It was really special to talk about first caps and stuff, and then to be able to present seven of them the week before to the girls. Um, and I think when I reflect back on, you know, especially Abby and Megan's journey and how inspirational, you know, they are in terms of their who they are as players, as captains, what they're doing for the shirt, what they're doing for, for rugby. I think back to who they were as a 15, 16 year old when I first met them and the challenges that they've overcome through the years to be where they are. And I think, you know, they completely epitomise to me what it means to be a Red Rose and the, the commitment that they've put in and that it isn't about all of the winning and everything that comes with England in terms of what we see from the Red Roses and the 15s. It's actually, you know, they've had it hard with the sevens. They've grafted a lot and battled with funding and all that type of stuff. And, you know, to see, I was nearly in tears um, after that third, fourth playoff, to, because to see how they performed over the tournament, the physicality that they brought, because I, I was pretty... Um, clear that they needed to whip into teams <laughs> when I was chatting that I, yeah I think they thought I was a little bit of a psycho maybe slightly psychopath murderer but um by the end of the conversation um but to see how they performed was just awesome and you know it's hard because for me obviously I'm close to America through Emily Bidewell the head coach and Michaela and I know a lot of those American girls and the challenges that they've overcome so that's a it's a hard game for me to commentate on actually um but yeah, I think I'm so proud of what Abs is doing. And Megan, you know, she was out like actually a little bit ridiculous with some of her skills. Yeah. Um, and the, and I then, think as well, it's really interesting how much, um, obviously I know Meg and, and being in the production environment on the weekend, people really warm to Meg and really love her. And it's because she looks like, at the moment, she looks like she is really loving her rugby. And that is you watch it and you can tell and and she's a very likable player because of that and you you root for her obviously because she's welsh as well but, you know, <laughs> yeah they they were they yeah, were but, there and it was yeah it was good very good yeah and, you know even like you know for ta i mean i could list all of the players but you know kelly has picked up a knee injury and hopefully that's not too bad and but like for tatiana think she's had two or three acl reconstructions she had glandular fever she's been you know being back and like megan three four in like surgeries yeah. like these players that have like megan is now on this run of form not because it's she's any different to how she was as a player before but she's just been fit yeah. she's just stayed injury free yeah. you know and is now showing get showcasing the world what, what she's always been able to do and we've all known that she could do because she does it in training yeah but she just doesn't get to continually be you know and, and you do as a player build layers of confidence the more you stay on the field it makes sense right um and to, you know for tat, tat to get her first cap in sevens and then she actually made the chase back tackle um in the quarterfinal that I think spurred England on to beat France. Yeah. Um, and they just, well, wow, so Ellie Boatman burning night up at one point, I was just like, where has this come from? To the point where I was so confused, I said that she played for Bristol and not Wasps. <laughs> You've played for both. So you just, Noles, just stick with she played for my old team because you could say that most <laughs> of the day anyway. Um, we do have to give a mention to Nia Tapper who hit her 100th World Series try on the weekend. Incredible stuff. Um, actually, have you seen her post? So she's no. posted about it. 
And um, it's a really nice bit that she's written in there. She said that actually stopping and, and achieving that, it took her like four games to do it because she oh, scored in 99. <laughs> Every game I was like, guys, Naya Tapper's on for 100 now. So good replays. She hasn't scored. Yeah, um, she was clearly knackered right from the week before like they were class and she um yeah have a little if you haven't seen it go and have a little look of her post because she talked about the fact that this is allowed you know this is it's a, mon a monumental achievement she is the first yeah uh in a new gosh usa sevens woman to achieve 100 tries and she kind of talked about in it that she's never been the first to do something like that or achieve something and I think it's just really interesting when someone has that opportunity to reflect and actually be proud of themselves and I really like that yeah. um and uh, I tell you what there's probably a, a group of women that can apart from Poland and England and Naya and Aussies winning another trophy another trophy yeah, there's another group of people that I think can be pretty proud of themselves. I honestly have like just got goosebumps then. I know it's so cheesy and I know I went hell for leather on social media on Sunday, but I have got a huge amount of time for a number of the girls in the Irish Rugby Sevens group. And I was, I felt so emotional watching them sing their anthem in their first ever World Series Cup final. They, Amy Lee Murphy-Crow is a phenomenal player and she's she's grown so much into that shirt. She's um, not- Literally. She's been, yeah, she's not, not that she was at, at any point kind of one dimensional, but she's she's always been a, a fierce force, you know, in terms of scoring, but her chase backs on the weekend and she was just, she was just brilliant. Her interview with Johnny Hammond will go down as one of the funniest interviews I've ever watched it came from a place of great heart and soul but it still really made me laugh when she was thumping her fist on her chest to tell Johnny it comes from the heart for this team it comes from the heart so intense uh, but amazing and and you know Lucy Mulhall who has put a huge amount into that shirt and I can remember interviewing her in 2018 my first year on the series and They've, they've not always had the rub of the green, that team. They've struggled. They, they Last year, they had some really dismal results, but they are a quality side. Uh, Eve Higgins is my star. I love her to bits. I think she's an absolute legend, a great player. I know that Stacey Flood is is your number one girl in that green jersey, but just huge, huge congratulations uh, to that team. Huge congratulations. Yeah, I mean, the one person you haven't mentioned who was just absolutely ridiculous at times was Bev, uh, Bevan Parsons. Bevan Parsons. And she's about yeah. three years old. She's like unbelievable. Like her chase back in the England game, she caught Ellie. Um, she got away from the Aussies as well, like into this intercept, like bounced and popped into her hand. And she's oh my like she was like ridiculous for such a young player. She was class. And I think why I I suppose from a rugby perspective you got to look at sevens and you go, oh, that girl is rapid. They are an unbelievable athlete and they're finishing off things or saving tries left, right and centre. I think why, I mean, Eve Higgins had a brilliant tournament. Like she was the robot. They, they, there was just enough, there was something of everything in their team and they all played well. So if you contribute, if you've got a ball carry, big hard ball carrier, if you've got the speed, if you've got the playmakers or moving the teams around, like everyone just clicked. But, I actually don't think there's a better passer in the get women's game at the moment than, than Stacey Flood. And that's a big yeah. statement because I, 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 but 
her ability to pick the right pass at the right time under I mean in sevens under huge fatigue is like is awesome and it's the and it's it's the intricacies of the speed of the pass so if you're going to put a big wide pass in quite often in the women's game that you don't see the ball fly through the air as fast as it needs to so therefore defenses can can reshift and actually get get to where they need to get to she has an ability and, and probably in the past internationally Rachel Burford had that ability to fizz the pass quick enough over dis distance to really put wingers away and I, you know she put in a couple of kicks as well and you're just thinking she just gets the game and what's cool is that she's got the athleticism she does it in a 15 shirt she's got the athleticism to be able to transfer that into sevens and something that she's probably never heard or been told before which I should probably tell her is that a certain Brian O'Driscoll was blown away in last year's Six Nations on how good yeah. she was. Um, and he's quite hard to impress, um, yeah. the old git. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I think they were all brilliant. I, it's gutting that they um, didn't, get, didn't get the gold medal, last play of the game, destroyers Australia. But... Um, to sing their anthem and you know what i'm gonna have to hold my hands up i sang their anthem with all of the commentary it. players all the commentary players we were a commentary playing team yeah. <laughs> on a on a an honest appraisal of it though you know hopefully hopefully fingers crossed everything crossed we will see new zealand and fiji back involved for the next tournament uh, if the black fins are ever allowed to leave new zealand how easy is it to build on this or how, or how difficult is it the challenge island now have is to back this up how difficult will that be for them or, um, or does this act as a genuine building block how much confidence do you derive from something like this you know what one thing that probably plays into their hands is that they haven't qualified for 15s world cup so girls that you would have naturally seen transfer back to the six nations they would need to be playing 15s now to then get ready for the six nations i think they will probably stay in sevens mm -hmm. um people like stacy flood eve higgins loads of them right amy lee murphy crow went back didn't she in the autumn so or in the in the series so um i think that will really really benefit them i think it's maintaining a belief and they clearly have that um aiden, aiden mcnulty has taken over the head coach role. He took it over in the beginning of the Spanish series. And you can see the enjoyment and confidence they've got to just play. Um, I think they will potentially be a slightly different side if they lose any of their any of the big hitters in their team. I think in particular, Amy Lee Murphy-Crow finishes off stuff that no other player really could. Yeah. Maybe potentially Bevan Parsons, but you know, I think that's that's the only thing you know the, if they've got a fully fit side they've now shown they're comfortable to to tear into the best of teams yeah. um that said i don't think australia are at their best um still i think castic is different level because like yeah. she's she's just a ridiculous rugby player um but they came unstuck over the course we have france were good they were like shell shot away with... though on day three what happened on day three to france yeah it was like they weren't expecting england to make their tackles and all of a sudden they did um 
you know, Stefani only came to life in that last game on on day three. Um, I think for France, the challenge will be like, when do those girls, if any of those girls, go back to 15s? Um, so, yeah, look, I think what was great about being on the um, on the tour, apart from obviously getting to hang out with you, just seeing the level of rugby being played and actually you know yeah there was a big golf with you know with Portugal and Belgium but actually the top of the net the challenger series um which is Poland pushed the senior like the senior stalwarts of the league of the series um so from that perspective it bodes well for when if and when there's teams that come in and out. Do you know what I mean? So I think that that was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, New Zealand, I can't even imagine how crap it must be. They are training to train to train. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's hope they're back soon. Um, I just want to give two more shout outs. Um, number one, Bizak Hamadova, we believe broke her leg on the weekend in the tournament. She certainly had a pretty bad injury and had to be um, blue light taxied to the hospital. Um, Bizak equaled, as did Shani Williams, the record for tournaments played on the weekend, 38 tournaments for both of those girls. You Sharon, know what? There's only, there's only been 44, 45 tournaments. I know, it's mental. I know. They've done them all. I know. Done them all. Uh, so yeah, Bizak... That would be 44, 45. <laughs> yeah, it would be. I mean, you're the one who's meant to be good at maths here. So get well soon, Biza. I don't know what that is in Russian, Soz. Um, and Shani Wills, keep going. We want to see you with the out-and-out out record um, eventually. But my other shout-out was going to be for the Kenyan men and their moves last weekend. Good Lord. The lords of the dance on the pitch. I've never seen try celebrations like they were in Dubai. There were a couple that were actually a little bit iffy. I will say they were, they belonged in a strip club as opposed to a rugby pitch. There was a lot of uh, gyrating, but this weekend they bought their A game with the moves. And if there's no other reason to watch rugby sevens, it's for that group of men. <laughs> I just liked, I don't know which player it was, but there was an interview and, um, whoever was interviewing basically asked like, who's the best dancer in your team and he was like that would be me <laughs> and then dance. Like that. yeah um I yeah I think the other thing that we we've sort of talked a lot about men's six nations and the sevens because obviously we were there nice. um there is a huge game this week for premier 15s um can Saris be toppled from the top? They have only, they've lost one game, um, but they take on Quinns at the Stoop. It's live on BBC. The game changer. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't know what it's changing, but it's it is the game um, the for game me. Game changer. Yeah. Um. One thing though, Quinns are going to be without Ellie Kildun. She's broken her hand. Um. So yeah. So that will be a massive loss for them, but they've got a stacked team. And Heather Cowell comes back having say, torn up on the seven very field. well. Yeah, she's brilliant. At, and you know what? She's an accountant as well. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Not so dumb blonde. Very blonde. Tell you what about England. What? Very, very pretty team. 
Oh yeah. Uh, there's always mm. a sharp intake of breath for Emma Uren in the truck from the men. <laughs> like she was battering people at the weekend. Yeah. She was pissed off with someone because she was smashing people. Um she was and she's very pretty and it makes me depressed and it also made me really depressed was being in the airport with Portugal and the fact that Siafani's legs basically come up to my shoulders it's depressing but good things happen in little packages happen absolutely. oh and um, the other thing we haven't mentioned but I think we should absolutely uh rave about um is that premiership highlights are back yep yeah, ITV are covering the men's Gallagher Pram. And um, I'm really sorry, Roy Jane, what? but their next game, you're going to have to listen to me. Oh, so, crumbs. Crumbs. Um, I'm not on the highlights, Joe. That is uh, Topsy and Flats. I haven't had a tune in yet, but I'm, I genuinely am really excited to be joining Flats in commentary. The problem is, Flats is one of those people that is just funny to stand with and I then get giddy. So I, he doesn't even say anything and I laugh. So I've already warned Miles. I've said, because Miles Harrison's Lee comes, I'm like, Miles, you're going to have to manage the levels of like laughter from me. Um, and he was like, no, we're about the energy. And um, yeah, so um, I will say. I'm actually, Flat said on, so there's something that Flats tweeted. Um, and he said, oh, he said, someone absolutely smashed, right? Got completely ended on a line break and flat said, oh God, like that. And he went, oh, oops. Um, I, I always tell my, my daughters to say, oh my goodness. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's, there was, it was a really good game by all accounts. I've not seen it, I've not caught up with it all yet, but the highlight show, is obviously it hurts not having Durders because he's just a wonderful human, um, but so is Topsy. So it's just different vibes. And um, I'm, I wonder if maybe you can convince Topsy to drive the bar up to the Highlands for the wedding. There's something to work on for you. Huh. Bring it up. Thanks. Um, I have to say, I'm sure most of our listeners and followers probably do follow Flats on social media, but. It's been a real revelation for me how engaging Flats's um, house renovation is. I'm really enjoying it. The details. The man has got great taste in interior design. It's. I, I like the fact that the builder put the up lighters the wrong way, so they were down lighters. Um, but his outdoor kitchen, the details. I'm loving it. I I fully recommend everyone get involved and watch Flats's home reno. He is doing it under duress. That is quite clear. He does not want to be posting these things. I believe he has been told by a certain Michelle Blair, but he is nailing it. I, I look forward to seeing him perhaps on the next series of um, the repair shop. DIY SOS. DIY SOS. <laughs> I would back him for that. Nick Knowles lost his job, didn't he? Let's get him involved. Let's get him involved. Um, on that note, um, what are you having for your tea? Fish cakes. See ya. Bye. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.